0: This is Jamie Dyer welcoming you to another edition of watching the wireless and my guest today is Jack who's going to talk to us about his radio career and what he's doing at the moment so Jack tell us uh, how did your radio
1: career begin for me so i started i started in uh, community radio I, st- I still do a lot of community radio now but it was kind of an interesting interesting start um i, I was a scout for many years and a scout leader and uh, there was something in my local area in somerset called avon scout radio which is uh, kind of it's, it's 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 a combination of scouting and and radio in one where um They go to various outside broadcasts, um, various jamborees, and and they set up radio stations there. But then they also uh, provide a kind of evening uh, weekly. uh, Every single day of the week, they have a have a show, more or less, on on the uh, on the radio station. Uh, So I I first approached them uh, at various events and I got involved with them. And uh, I kind of started to learn my craft. I was given a a weekly show on uh, Avon Scout Radio, um, and I was able to kind of try things out. I was able to um, just kind of have a go at being on the radio. Uh, And from there, I got involved with with other stations. There's another scouting radio station called Buck Scout Radio, which are based in Buckinghamshire. Um, I got involved with them as well, did um, a weekly show with them. And... um, from there, I, I obviously um, went to university, where I'm at now. Uh, and uh, now I'm a uh, station manager at my university radio station in Hull. Uh, and I also present a breakfast show um, ever since this lockdown on uh, my local community radio station in Western Supermare, where I'm from. Uh, I've done a bit of kind of BBC local radio um kind of behind the scenes work here and there where kind of my schedule permits or, or where when they're available for me because we all know how sometimes local radio is like um but um yeah that's me so far i'm kind of uh, busy getting on with uh, student radio at the moment and the wonders that 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 could entail uh, in kind of dealing with lockdown so uh, yeah that's me at the moment
0: student radio is is definitely a, a great starting platform for many aspiring broadcasters and those behind the scenes isn't
1: it yeah it's a great opportunity uh, honestly um, student radio I kind of I've always I always wanted to go into student radio I always wanted if that was if I was to go to university which um, I did have an R about it a bit but uh, part of my reason was is that yes the subject I, I would be studying it, I'd be passionate about it, but also the opportunity of doing radio at the same time is a great one. So kind of part of my list was to look at whether they did have a student radio station, as many other uh, people interested in radio do. It's a great opportunity and actually I kind of fell into the position I am now by accident. Um, It was kind of at the time I got to university and uh, all the uh, kind of freshers information, all the clubs and societies were trying to kind of vie for your attention and um, i remember approaching the radio station and it was a bit of a bare bones kind of team uh, it's kind of fallen by the wayside uh, that year kind of the the previous committees had left and uh, there really wasn't many people left um, so there was kind of a message a panic message kind of um, sent around the university saying without without people coming forward, this university radio station is going to just not happen this year. So I kind of thought, you know what, I'm not going to let that happen. So I applied for station manager, expecting kind of, expecting me not to get it and then um, kind of go, well, at least I've showed interest. Maybe I can get another role or maybe I could just present on the station. Uh, But uh, they turned around and said, can you be the station manager? And then I was kind of like, oh, um, I have no experience running a radio station. I have no little bits and pieces, but I've got absolutely no experience in putting people together and, and running, a, running a station. So, um, yeah, th- that, that was a great opportunity and a great learning experience, really. What are you studying at university? I, I study politics for my sins. Um, so uh, I ha- always have an interest in current affairs, always have an interest in news, uh, which helps in radio, I think, because it means that kind of it diversifies what I listen to. Uh, and uh, what i enjoy uh, but yeah politics is, is is what i study so do you think maybe you'd want a career in perhaps broadcast journalism or something like that um it's possible i i don't know it just seems broadcast journalism at the moment just seems kind of a uh, not the most inviting place to start in at the moment because i don't know maybe it's because of the maybe because i go on twitter too much but the amount of of um, attack and the amount of uh, criticism that some of these great broadcast journalists get just for doing their job or, or for reporting the story kind of in my head makes me, it makes it hard to weigh up kind of would I want to go into an um, an environment where uh, it's just constant criticism and whether I'd be able to deal with that. But yeah, broadcast journalism could be, could be a possibility for me. Um, But to be honest, I love radio where it's kind of silly, fun, entertaining, and uh, doesn't take life too seriously. That's the kind of lovely radio I like, which is uh, what we need at the moment in the midst
0: of a of a lockdown. What do you personally listen to?
1: Well, um, so one thing I've definitely discovered through university and through um, kind of this lockdown situation um, is uh, I listen to. A kind of diverse range so I, I listen to the radio one breakfast show I love Greg James I think he's a fantastic broadcaster I, I look up to him in a way you know someone who started off in student radio um, somehow got a break it in uh, at radio one at a young age and kind of although um, I'm not sure if radio one would take me you know uh, Greg James is a great broadcaster and uh, he's just um, I don't know he just really gels with me in the morning he kind of puts me in a good mood um, so I listen to him in the mornings after I finish my breakfast show Um I tend to listen to, if I can't sleep at night, which sometimes was quite often uh, at university when you've got kind of lots of projects to do or you've come back from a night out or something, I'd listen to um, the wonderful uh, Steve Allen on LBC. I absolutely love him as a broadcaster. I think, you know, the intimacy and the... um, care that he has for the audience but the also also the interaction that he has with them uh, is amazing so i listen to him i'll also listen to kind of bbc local radio a bit um and i'll listen to radio bristol radio humberside bits like that sometimes a little bit of radio Two, though to be honest i'm ever since simon mayo left radio 2 it's become harder and harder to kind of find a reason to listen to it i know uh, harrison who you've, who you've had on before on this podcast talked about his love for steve wright um I do like Steve Wright. I think he's a great broadcaster. Um but I, I don't know if I I want to listen to him every day. So it's kind of finding a finding a reason to listen to them. There are some good shows on Radio 2, but yeah, Radio 1, LBC, um BBC Local Radio and then sometimes um I'll also listen to um kind of various other little bits that that I find interesting
0: which is extremely important to do when you perhaps um, certainly have an interest in the medium and you perhaps want to get into uh, the the industry you mentioned Steve Allen he's very much kind of love him or hate him isn't
1: he yeah 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 well i don't know i just i I, um i kind of discovered him back and i was there lying in bed i thought well it's about it's about 4am i'm not really gonna get to sleep am i i thought you know what um i'll tune into lbc and i and i um came across steve allen and uh i thought this is just a unique broadcaster at that time of day um who is kind of different from the lbc format he's kind of said he could have stood the test of time through lbc um being there for so long and uh he doesn't kind of roll into that rolling news format. He, yes, he'll report on the newspapers, but it's more about uh, what's going on in his life and other people's life. And kind of, yes, I think it's. Imp- Although he can make me angry, that's definitely true. And and that made me come into that kind of love him or hate him attitude. Yes, yeah, some people really don't like him. They find him obnoxious and they find him uh, arrogant and they find him kind of unnecessarily rude. But I think that's all part of his charm. You know, I I don't want to sit sit there listening to a radio presenter that I agree with all the time. I think I like a I like a presenter who sometimes can make me angry, but also kind of make me love them love them at the same time. Um, and I think Steve definitely achieves that on LBC.
0: I am uh, inclined to agree with you, and I, and I think probably if you're looking at music radio, certainly for me, I think his his sort of if you're looking for familiar a feeling I always thought Chris Moyles was kind of the the Steve Allen of music radio
1: yeah Chris Moyles I think he's a I think he's a very talented person I I, uh, I love listening back to some of his old radio one shows and uh, I've listened to him a bit on radio X but the thing that always annoyed me about uh, Chris Moyles was um, I, the p- point of music radio is to kind of play music and when you when you have a uh, open the open the mic at half past six in the morning and you spend kind of 30 minutes um just talking and not playing a record though the team at team at, at, at radio x you know pippa and, and the team are amazing and uh, they do great things but i don't know chris moyle sometimes grates against me but sometimes uh, you just gotta love him but especially i don't know if you remember when he did the whole uh, toby larone um saga where he got everybody texting into radio stations across the country trying to trick broadcasters it certainly it certainly did make me smile because i was like you know this is the exa- you know i think you know if i was on the radio this that, that that's the exact thing that i would fall for um but uh, yeah that that was um he has got some great moments yeah and he made his start
0: through ways of which don't really exist anymore do you think that you know those ways are sort of becoming extinct now and there will be new ways opening up
1: uh, well obviously I- i'm I'm quite, um, I'm in two minds about the whole radio situation going forward. I'm excited about the, the new progressions in technology, you know, the fact that we can do stuff from home. You know, I, I actually uh, have only set in the uh, community radio studio that the community radio station I work, uh, that I do a breakfast show for. I've only ever sat in that studio once in my time in the uh, studio coming um, coming on since during the lockdown where you know it wasn't safe to leave the house. I've been doing all the shows from home, uh, coordinating it all and um, using my, my setup. You know that's a, an amazing thing going forward, and I hope that it does open more opportunities for you to do internet radio. It opens more opportunity to uh, uh, kind of carry on with a, a radio program, even if you're not able to have access to the studio. Um, but I look at the consolidation of local radio and it is a shame you know i look at the situation in hull for example you know we have radio humberside great radio station um but that's really the only one left now um viking is now broadcast from sheffield their breakfast show anyway and the rest of its networks obviously with manchester on the uh, uh, Hitch Radio Network um, which they're part of the legacy stations and then you've got uh, KCFM which I went to go and have a look round only a couple of months ago before uh, before the lockdown and now that's going to be no more since it's going to become Greatest Hitch Radio so really it is a sad affair it's going to be harder to get into radio certainly but um, there are other options podcasting for example is one of those options which uh, lots of radio presenters of the past never had access to but i'm hopeful i'm hopeful that what it will mean is that those that come to radio and hopefully get those jobs on radio are even more passionate and even more kind of aware and um yeah that's what i hope i i hope i hope there are jobs out there for for the right people and for people who really do have that passion and talent like uh, some broadcasters coming through you know i looked at um, i was at demo factor for the sra Um, a couple of weeks ago and the amount of talent on there is amazing and I look at some of these broadcasters in student radio that I work with and that are from other stations and I'm just kind of amazed at the um, amount of talent there and I'm just hopeful that they're able to get the opportunities that, uh, that they deserve really
0: but it is difficult. Hopefully so, because there are new avenues opening up and podcasting being one of them. That's why I'm here. There aren't really that many opportunities, um, certainly where I am at this moment in time. So that's, that's why I'm here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, It's, it's great to talk to you. And obviously you you mentioned that you do student radio,
1: you've done community radio as well. What is the difference between them? I think it's, um, it's, it's a completely different kind of demographic almost. Um, Community radio, uh, at least where I, where I am in Western, has a, um, a completely different demographic in terms of that we're trying to, trying to uh, broadcast for a whole community. So we have a, a larger proportion of, of older listeners, uh, for example, in the community. So um, the music may be different, but I think student radio has a lot more freedom to it more than community radio in the fact that student radio um, naturally has lower listenership. Um, to it which means you can try different things out Uh, but it also um, is kind of a safety net because I don't because student radio doesn't necessarily have to worry about pleasing advertisers you don't have to worry about um, whether you've got enough money because um, well I'm lucky enough that I've got great support from the student union that are at the university so you know it's that security of knowing that we we are able to still be there Um, but also it's more closed it's more enclosed in terms of what it's trying to do it's trying to focus uh, on um what's happening in a very small area a student village almost so something that comes out from the the vice chancellor or something that comes out from the union uh is certainly a lot more uh debated and a lot more hotly contested and a lot more reported on in student radio than it would be in community radio It'd be kind of a small news item maybe the vice chancellor of the local university said this with students it's a massive thing. Same with uh, if a nightclub was to close or to change its prices, that would be such a different news story to focus on. Um, and and also I think it's also down to music as well. Students um, naturally have some very weird music tastes at time." Uh, and the way I at least I'm trying to, to run the, the student radio station is that, yes, we have a consistent sound throughout the day, at least through kind of almost what we call like a CHR kind of um, music policy in terms of top 40 hits and kind of hits that um, have been recognised through student radio association charts and things like that. But then also giving a massive platform for specialist music and giving a massive platform to music that you wouldn't normally hear uh, throughout the day. So um things uh, some great kind of jazz being played in the evening that we had last year or kind of drum and bass or um, jungle or or kind of music that um, doesn't really get paid on commercial or or, um, community radio often you know that's that's what the difference is it's it's a lot more um, tailored more so because community radio you're trying to appeal to a a large group of people in a a town or a city or an area of a city where uh, student radio is is so I think needs to be finely tuned and uh, so different in the way that it appears i think also uh, student radio i know this is a bit of a rant but student radio seems to um seems to need to uh, and i think it does um recognize that it's harder to get students to listen to radio as it always is you know we're seeing listening listening habits changing um music uh, on demand services are becoming far 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 more important to um, to my my age group um so listening to radio at least linear radio is a lot harder so working on on demand content is always going to be uh, something that we we focus on as well yeah
0: it's not it's not a rant at all uh very some very great points in there with uh university it it is sort of a, a very small group and and it is like a, th- th- there's always kind of a feel it's like a club you know Then you all belong to it and certainly a student yeah. radio that is um that is the role of it. That's it's great. Obviously we with um with running that radio station, is everything live
1: or is there some pre recorded programming in there? We try and go as live as possible. Um, but sometimes that's just not possible. So um, I'll take you to that current situation. So at the moment, we don't have access to our studio. Our studio is, is within the student union, which is closed because of uh, this, this virus and closed because of, of coronavirus. Um, so we don't have access to that. And in fact, um, the, the last person in there, which was me by fact, uh, made the stupid decision to close all the faders on our playout. So um, although I do have remote access to that studio, I couldn't trigger the playout system because um, no music was was going to be playing out because the faders were down so we had to kind of think of a completely different way of running the station um i'm lucky i've got equipment at home so i knew i was able to broadcast some other presenters on the station were also able to broadcast because um all you really need now is a usb microphone and a a, a laptop and uh you, you're away to go so um we had um so we we try and we try and we've reduced our, our schedule anyway uh, from what was before but we are. Um, we try and do as, as much live as possible. Um, there are a few recorded shows that will go out as live, so shows that um, sound kind of more or less live. There's not there's not no voice tracking really going on, uh, but if someone has to record it, yes, we will. Um, but that's the great thing about student radio is you have that opportunity to to kind of diversify and uh, try and go as live as much as possible because I think it's all about gaining that experience of being live on the radio and the kind of the slight nerves you get at the beginning or uh, the the weird twists and turns that a live radio show can happen if it's reacting to the news or reacting to a guest and what what they're talking about or um, and things like that. But obviously, you know, we will we do a little bit of recorded programming and um, yeah.
0: I'd like to say thank you very much for appearing on the podcast today. And obviously, once we've finished this interview, uh, is it like a 24-hour thing with the student radio
1: stuff? Are you thinking about it all the time or are you able to switch off? Um, well, I, I say, I say, I try and say yes, but really, in reality, it's no. Anybody who you talk to who runs any kind of radio station, if it's community or if it's student or if it's a national radio station, especially, uh, I'm not saying that I'm in any any way um, the same as as Alec as Alet at Radio One or anything like that, not no in what, whatever way. But yeah, it is hard to switch off, especially in the fact that kind of the the base at the moment of the student radio station is in my is in my room. Um, the playout system is played through my through through my laptop, one of my laptop um, computers set up on my studio, and uh, it becomes impossible to turn off because you're constantly monitoring what's being played out. You're constantly in communication with with presenters to make sure that they're okay with the current situation, that that uh, they're all ready to go live, and you're constantly sorting out tech problems as well, uh, liaising with the with the tech team to make sure it's workable. Um, but yeah, I'd like to say I I can switch off, but. Um, it's kind of a, so much of a passion for me that getting it right is so important that sometimes if I, if I can't switch off um uh, I won't i think the situation at the moment at least with um with, with uh, the fact that We've been told to stay at home. Uh, I've not been able to um, do my kind of part-time job recently because of um, the situation. My uh, my dad uh, is is shielding at the moment. So we thought the best course of action was to uh, uh, stay at home, which means that work have very kindly uh, given me that kind of 12 week period um, to, uh, to do so. So I've kind of been making this almost a full-time job in a way. Um, but as I slowly go back to work now, uh over the next few weeks or, or, or whatever the situation arises we don't necessarily know what exactly is going to happen um but uh yeah i i hope i'm hoping that the um with other things starting to come onto my plate i don't focus it on it so much but yeah it is hard to switch off from uh running a radio station as as you may know from someone who uh who has run a radio station before.
0: Yes, it does indeed take over your life. And that was before there was a nationwide lockdown where it kind of is the centre of your world. Yeah, it, it is fascinating, but I suppose as sad as it is, it's giving you that experience, perhaps. Perhaps you're getting a more intense experience of it. Uh, that prepares you for later. So if if you go on to do something else, then great, you've got that experience there of working with people and and all those transferable skills. But if you do end up uh, working in radio, then that Uh, This could be, you know, we could be looking back at this moment um, for many people and saying, well, actually, that was the moment where a whole new generation of of broadcasters were born because they had to do it under
1: uh, kind of unusual circumstances. I think that's definitely true. Um, I I would say kind of. This uh, the fact that becoming station manager of of Jam Radio, uh, the student radio station that I, I I help run, is being kind of a great opportunity uh, for myself. I've had kind of so much more experience in managing people as you said that kind of people skills um, trying to create a good pro- product that we're proud of and that that can um, be represented uh, but also kind of that technical skills that ra- that radio requires you know I've I've had experience with multiple playout systems for example you know the wonders of myriad which is um, a, a, a playout system we use thanks to the the uh, broadcast radio who who are former whole students um, and um you know i've had experience um running and and, uh, working out scheduling and i've had experience editing audio and i've had experience writing news bulletins you know these experiences which and skills that kind of can can carry you on and i think that's so so true for other people as well Uh, it's almost it is more intense as you say it's kind of that Time where everything kind of someone's uh, student radio experience of uh, multiple years has been kind of condensed down to this period where you've kind of been thrown into the deep end and either sit down and go, Okay, we're in this situation, how do we react to it, and how do we carry on? And um, it's been a great experience, um, and I've loved it. Um, But yeah, definitely, I think we could be looking in the future for uh, a time where people really gained their kind of radio stripes almost. Uh, from this um this situation yeah normally I-, I think it's the case that
0: out of something quite tragic can come you know great things
1: yeah that's definitely true i think um it's been it's been a great opportunity for me you know it's such it's such a um a sad and unprecedented time and obviously uh we've all been affected by this lockdown situation you know um i felt kind of a bit of My mental health has taken a bit of a dip at times during this lockdown because I've felt kind of hopeless and out of control of the situation. You know, I'm not able to do what I want to do. I'm not able to go and see my friends. You know, uh, I've got a lot of friends kind of in the next uh, in the big city in Bristol, which is kind of 30 miles away from here, uh, which I haven't been able to go and see and I haven't really seen since Christmas, because when you come back, when you go to university, you're kind of in that bubble, as you say, and you come back and it was kind of, well, we can't really leave the house or can't really go and see them and it's a bit too far to travel um and um that's definitely taken a knock but it's also been some opportunity to kind of bring the community together. You know, I go back to my time, my kind of times at WAVE, which is the community radio station in Weston that I um, do the breakfast show for. You know, I started off there doing a community show, which was two hours of uh, community news, uh, community information and interviews with people doing great things during uh, the lockdown, you know, feeding people and uh, grabbing prescriptions and doing shopping and great opportunities to help uh, vulnerable people. and it was just a great thing to see um, the community come together from it. And, yeah, I definitely agree that kind of good things have come out of this, even if it's just um, radio being more dynamic and being able to work more from home. As someone who has done radio shows from home for like four years now, ever since I started my time on, on Avon Scout Radio and Buck Scout Radio, where they just said, OK, record it at home, um, run your own radio setup, and um, just... Like post it into a post it into a, a Google Drive folder um, for someone who, who's done that and really kind of um, almost when all these presenters were posting on Twitter their kind of home setup I was like oh well I've had a, I've had a home setup for years now and it's kind of become my norm uh, but um, yeah I think definitely great opportunities include the dynamic na- nature of radio but also um, the way that the community has responded to um, the events
0: I think so and. Um... We'll bring the podcast to a close there, but I'd like to say, Jack, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today and talking about radio. Thank you
1: very much, Jamie. All the best.